Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the Football Pandemic, where we're talking about football as we head into the last part of the season. We're in December now. Things get exciting. Stick with us and let's talk it all out here on the Football Pandemic this week. All right, guys. Well, here we are. We've hit the the 14th week, right? This is the last week for teams to have a bye. And after this, we hit the stretch, right? We're in December football now. Things are starting to get interesting. We're going to, in these next few weeks, we're going to start clearing this picture up of who's making the playoffs and who are uh, real contenders in this football year and who are sadly just pretenders that couldn't quite make it. So let's start uh, talking about some of the stuff that uh, we have going on. It's some of our breaking news and some of our not-so-breaking news. Um, We did have Adrian Peterson, uh, who was cut from the Tennessee Titans, um, I believe, uh, after they had lost uh, Derrick Henry. They signed him. That didn't last very long. He was cut, but he uh, was signed with Seattle and got a touchdown in his first game, tying Jim Brown, right, for 10th all-time touchdown leader. Do you think he's going to pass anybody else on that list? I don't even know what the next, uh, what the ninth person is, but uh, do you think he has a shot at that? Do you think he has anything left in his tank? He's kind of been a journeyman now uh, with several teams. Uh, What's Adrian Peterson got left before he retires, you think? He's 36 years old, so running backs never last long. I mean, like, they're usually done by 30, to, and to see, like, a running back like him or Frank Gore, you know, or, or such of caliber, to make it this long and make it at, you know, people's, you know, teams still wanting him is just amazing for, you know, to think about. Right. Frank Gore is not on a team right now. Am I correct in that? No, he said he, he got an, he was, like, on an interview, like, recently or something. Can't remember who with, but he said that he'd only be willing to sign with the team if they are, Needing a running back for the Super Bowl, so like NFC Championship type of deal. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, I'll sign with you if you get to the the last game and you need a runner. <laughs> and uh, the fact that he hasn't got a ring, and he wants one. That's that's what's going on there. But boy, he has been in a long time, Frank Gore, and now Adrian Peterson. I don't know uh, how much he's got to catch up to Frank Gore. I feel like Frank Gore's been around longer, hasn't he? Yeah, like three or two years. Yeah, he was with the Colts for a while. He he signed after uh, committing to, uh, I think it was Florida. Uh, he told me with him and uh, Andre Johnson, and then they both pulled and signed with the Colts, and neither one did very much. Uh, Frank Gore actually was good, good in the locker room, good player, but our, our team was in disarray because we had Mr. Grigson running things, and uh, our offensive line was junk. So I feel bad for him feel, for that stint. You, you said the, um, the touchdown leader thing all the time. It says he's fourth, but I don't know if they're counting playoffs or only regular season. But let's just, I'm just going off what this list says. Um, he's fourth right now, and the players ahead of him are Marcus Allen with 123, Ladanian Tomlinson with 145, and then Emma Smith with 164. Okay. So he's pretty close to third. Adrian Peterson, a great talent and still able to get it done on Sundays, as we saw this last Sunday with uh, Seattle, even though Seattle lost, didn't they? No, they won. Did they win? Who'd they play? I, mm-hmm. I forget. San Fran. They played San Francisco and they won. Okay. Good job, Adrian Peterson. You helped make that possible. There was another team that won this week. And I can't just say it was another another week for them because this was the very first win they had. Guys, Dan Campbell came up and he bit not just one, but both kneecaps of a team that they were playing this week. What do you think about those Lions? On their way to the Super Bowl? Definitely. They're still in the playoff race. And Josh... 
knows how that can happen. He sat and figured it all out. And I'm not going to have him read it all here on the, on the air no on the podcast, but he did to us before this podcast started. He went through week by week what would have to happen. But they, with one win and what is it, 10 losses? And a tie. And yeah. losses and what a tie. <laughs> they one could still make the playoffs. And if that scenario would happen, do you know the mania that would be going on for a lot of, well, Ohio and uh, Michigan? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who else would really be in yeah, on that. Coach of the year. Yeah, he would be. <laughs> he would have to be if that happened. Uh, but the Lions won and we're very happy for them. I tell you what, those uh, those uniforms they were wearing on Sunday for that win, I kept looking at them and I, I couldn't figure out what team it was. I kept thinking, who's that gray team? Uh, because my mind just is so used to the blue being the dominant color. And it was like mostly gray with the blue stripes and stuff. So uh, it was a, it was a good win for them. We're happy for the lions. Um, and uh, hopefully they can win. Here's the problem. They've won one now. And now the Texans are within one game of having the number one overall pick, which I believe belongs to someone else. Am I right? Does that belong to Miami? Oh, it's, it's still, um, actually, you might be right. The Texans pick might be the only way. I feel like, the, I feel like the Texans uh, are uh, out of first-round picks because they've traded so many away. It goes mm-hmm. to somebody. But anyway, yeah, so the Lions uh, better be careful or they're going to bite so many kneecaps that they don't have the first overall pick that maybe they want to get rid of Goff and find somebody. Although I've heard there's not a lot of – desired they always say this though right now there's not a lot of desired uh quarterbacks gonna go early this could be the first year that we don't have a quarterback picked in the first 10 something like that but you know they they always say that and then somehow the hype builds over the off season and there's always a quarterback in there so we'll see uh panthers have fired their offensive coordinator they said joe brady get out you're just not doing it so he's gone already and uh We'll see how that fares for the Panthers. I don't have high hopes for the Panthers for the rest of this year. I don't see them making the playoffs, but they got rid of the guy that they think is the problem, and we'll see how the rest of their year looks. We have somebody else, though, who might be playing his last games in this season. What do you guys think about this this uh, this leak about Big Ben saying, I think this is my last year? I think it's very similar to Drew Brees last season. Uh, Mm -hmm. He knows he's not going to contribute much after this year. He's every play just gets banged up. You know, some plays he falls while he throws the ball and there's not (laughs) even a defender like tackling him. There was a meme on the ground after throwing the ball. There was a meme I saw on the the internet, of course, uh, where uh, it, it said the moment, Ben Roethlisberger decided he was going to retire this year and it shows him running and he just is kind of throwing the ball and falls down and just lays there for a second. It's like he just gave up. It was sweet. The one thing yeah. you noticed about this, though, is whenever like the leaks came out, he was like talking, team, telling teammates, former teammates, whatever. It was like, this is my last season in Pittsburgh. I don't know if he's on his last year of his contract or if he's just retiring, but does this mean it's his last year overall or last season in Pittsburgh? My guess he's going to end a Steeler. He's going to do his whole career one mm-hmm. place. He's won two Super Bowls, right, with them. And uh, I think he's yeah. loved there. I don't think he goes anywhere else. I don't think he feels like he can play anywhere else. And I don't know that anywhere else would say, yeah, we're going to we're gonna take a flyer on your physical abilities right now. Yeah, It's hard for me to imagine a better situation for Big Ben than Pittsburgh. I mean, Mike Tomlin, what a coach to have. Yeah. Uh, always provides you with a nice supporting cast. It's hard for me to imagine another team's going to put that much energy and resources into Big Ben. 
when he's done nothing for their organization. Maybe he's beaten their organization a few times, but <laughs> it's hard for me to imagine that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see him going anywhere else either. So congratulations, though. If he does end up retiring, uh, he has a good career. He came in really young and did what was necessary to win a Super Bowl right away. Did he win his first year or his second year? Like his second or third, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he has I, the most um most wins by a rookie quarterback ever though. So he started off hot and he like he never really cooled down. Yeah, and it wasn't so much him in that first year. It was that he didn't do anything wrong. Uh, that defense was amazing that year, and mm-hmm. he just he did what he had to do. Uh, and he came in, you know, the same year as Philip Rivers and Eli Manning, and um, they both were getting all the talk because they were one and two in the draft. And Big Ben came in and did it first. So good for him. Yeah, what else happened? It's always the quarterback. Oh. It's always the quarterback that is not taken in the first couple picks. It's very situational. We we get this with Mac Jones this season. Oh, Although Mac, Mac Jones was taken pretty high, he was not one of the first two quarterbacks taken. Right. But when Big Ben listens to this podcast, because all NFL <laughs> players listen to this podcast. Of course they do. I get calls uh, all the time. Ha- <laughs> we, yeah, we'd love to have you on the show, uh, Ben. Just uh, you know, text Matthew at the number that you already have for him, <laughs> and uh, we'll get you on the show. You can be a guest. Yeah, we might let you lead a segment. We'll see. We'll see. What else yeah. happened this week in the NFL? Um, I feel like something else happened. I just released a couple hours ago, maybe sometime this morning. Uh, Matt Adams is um, out with a season-ending shoulder injury. Mm, gone for the rest of the season. That happened just in this last week, right, in the game and week 13, that shoulder injury. Yeah. What else happened in the, our week 13 um, began to – uh, maybe clear a few things up, like the Patriots are, in fact, holding on to that division like we thought they would. But there were some other things. First of all, we talked about the Lions win, and they still have a chance at the playoffs. So doing what you have to do, Lions, we appreciate that. Keep doing it because you got to do it every week, and you got to hope everything falls your way to do that. But uh, we saw another team who did not do what they needed to do. That's the Ravens. Man, did you see Big Ben down with his head bowed on the sideline when they were uh, going for that two-point conversion at the end? Did either mm-hmm. of you watch that game? Yeah, I was. I mean, like the last couple of minutes of it, maybe the last half, but it was a good game. I'm, I, I'm glad the Ravens lost. I'm basically rooting for everyone who's ahead of the Colts to lose, lose, lose until the Colts sneak into the playoffs. So that's going to be my theme. Now, when teams that are up there play each other, I'm going to be rooting for the team that is higher to win because I want that lower one to be pushed out. So when you see me talking about the New England Patriots and the uh, Buffalo Bills this week, you're going to hear me rooting for the Patriots again, which I just hate to do in my soul, but I'm going to do it because those Buffalo Bills could be pushed out and the Colts could get in. So we'll, we'll get to I really, that. I really thought you would have um, been rooting for the, the, the Ravens to win this game because it's likely either the them or the, the Bengals get the division, but the Steelers have that tie that if they win and you guys lose this week or next week or whatever, they have, they're ahead of you because of that tie. That is true. That is true. I had my rooting all messed up. I should have. See, it's all my fault if the Colts don't make it. <laughs> They'll have to call me and chew me out good. Um, Come on this podcast. Hard Knocks. Yeah. Put you on Hard Knocks. On Hard Knocks. You you see that little bit with them calling Matthew. I can't believe you rooted for them. I'm like, so sorry. (laughs) Hey, there was another team that won, but they did not win with the quarterback everybody's been talking about all year, Jalen Hurts. Instead, they won with the golden child. Menshu Mania was high alert in Philadelphia this week. And uh, boy, was it exciting. I tell you what. I, I find myself unable to root against 
Minshew because he's so exciting. He's so underdog. He's so real with that mustache. He is so Uncle Rico all over again. I just love, I love watching him play. <laughs> oh. yeah, he's just a guy that walks onto the field and carries himself. Like, I'm just going to go out here and play some football. Yeah. Like, he, he looks like care if he makes mistakes, he, he looks care like he does great. He all just those, wants to play football. All those 1970s quarterbacks. That's what he reminds me. If he walks out there, he's got the swagger and the stash and the confidence mm-hmm. and everybody's counting him out. And you're just like Gardnerman. She's going to like do it. And then when he was after, after the game celebrating with his dad and hugging, you know, it's like yeah. feel good. So I don't often find myself rooting for Philadelphia, but I was this week. So, and it was the Jets, which the Jets have just been so perennially bad. I would hate to be a Jets fan, wouldn't you? You know how long it's been since the Jets have been good? 11 or so years. It's been a long time. Um, a decade. Yeah, since, they had Brett, they've, since they've had Brett Favre, right? I don't even think I don't even that, think that was a good season, went, was it? They went back to back to AFC Championship with Mark Sanchez year one and two, and then they just fell off completely. Oh, Mark Ever Sanchez. since then they've been bad. That was when Rex Ryan got his tattoo, is that right? Yep. <laughs> the butt fumble tattoo. Oh, uh, I don't I don't know what that was all about. Uh we have on on our little uh on our little sheet here, Bengals are the most lopsided team. I'm not sure what that means. Josh, what does that mean? Because I just put it because like they can win like high, like you know, by a lot large big margin, twenty one points is only against the Ravens, which at some point, you know, they thought were a big contender. And then they go in and they lose they lost to the Jets, right? Or something like that. And then this week they lose, again, a big margin, but they lost a big margin to the Chargers, which is also a contender. But you'd think that the Jets, or not the Jets, the Bengals would put up, you know, make it a good game, put up points, you know, make it like a seven or three point game. But it was like a 21 point game. You know, in most seasons, I'd say, yeah, that does make them. But, you know, this season, it feels like there are tons of teams that have had that much lopsidedness. Mm -hmm. You've had the Bills like win and beat people crazy and then lose to the Jets by a lot. Um, and you could say, well, the bills are really lopsided. They kind of go up and down because they've done that a few times. Uh, you have, I don't know if there's a team the that has Titans. it. Yeah. Tennessee Titans right now without Derrick Henry are, are looking bad. And boy, do I hope they lose out. Then the Colts would get the AFC South maybe. But yeah, the, the Bengals are lopsided. I think right now there are so many lopsided teams in this. This season has been one that has been a head scratcher uh, for all but a few teams. There's a few teams that you're like, okay, they're, they're winning, you know, Packers started off with that weird loss, but since then they've been the Packers. Tampa Bay, they've had a couple losses, but you can count Tampa Bay. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, they've been doing great, even without Kyler Murray and Hopkins, and they got those back. There are some teams that are not lopsided, but there are a good number in the middle that you're like, I don't know if this team's like really good or not. And then there's the team that has a quarterback controversy down in Houston with, do they have two wins? It's a, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing to me that they have two wins and yet they're already out of the playoffs and the the Lions that only have one win are still in the playoffs. You know what that shows you? NFC it's is all about just the tie. Well, it's about the tie and it's about the it's about the NFC versus the AFC. The AFC has the like so many teams like in that middle. The NFC has like some amazing top teams and then a huge drop off in like everybody else. Uh, but yeah, the the Texans have been eliminated and uh, there's uh, questions of Tyrod Taylor. Is is he going to be anything? You know, I my guess is they're going to be looking at another quarterback again. And finally trying to unload um, Deshaun Watson at the end of this year, I think. I don't think they can keep him. That's going to be a whole new cycle in itself 
once we get back to that. Thankfully, we've stopped talking about it here in the middle of the year because of other stuff. But uh, And then our last big thing in, in week 13, Patriots, and I alluded to this earlier, Patriots beat the Bills. And uh, I was rooting for them to do that, surprisingly. But it was an ugly game, wasn't it? Yeah, they were running like a... 1945, early, like an early 50s offense and 20 from what 20 miles per hour wins. And I was hoping during that game, like, because I can't remember, it was during pregame, whatever, they couldn't make a 30 yard kick because of 20 mile runs. I was hoping it would go the opposite way and there'd be a game winning 70 yard kick or 80 yard kick or something. Somebody kicking with the win and it's like, I was hoping that would happen, but it never did. I, uh, sorry, Justin Tucker, your record does not stand. Yeah. I tell you what, it, uh, it was sad for me watching Josh Allen do so little because. My fantasy team lost. They probably would have lost anyway, but he did not help matters. I think I had to get like 60 points between him and one other player, which wasn't going to happen. But yeah, it was a it was a rough game to watch if you needed any fantasy points out of anybody on New England or Bills. But New England knows how to play in that bad weather win. They know how to get down and grind it out. Bill Belichick is still Bill Belichick and and the Patriots are in a secure position leading that division again after only one year of leasing that lead to the Bills. Number one seed. Number one. Well, let's, uh, let's begin to look at some, uh, some playoff scenarios, okay? For, uh, if, we're, if we're looking at week 14, what are some things that can happen that can change the way the playoff scenarios are looking? And I'm going to say my Colts are on a bye, but some things can happen that can still even help or hurt them. Yeah, so... Really what I'm going to talk about here is three teams and the only three teams in the NFL right now that can clinch a playoff berth this week and what has to happen for that to happen. So the first team we have is the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals. sitting at 10-2, and two, and they're playing the Los Angeles Rams. I think in L.A., is that right? I'll let Josh fact check that. You know, in Arizona, pretty sure Monday it's in LA. If the Cardinals win, they're guaranteed a playoff berth. They, just have, to, they just have to win. Now, there's a couple other things that can happen for them to get their playoff berth. Regardless of the outcome of their game, if Minnesota loses or ties and San Francisco loses, they also get a playoff berth. If Minnesota loses or ties, the Saints lose or tie, and Carolina loses or ties, they also get a playoff berth. Okay. And if San Francisco loses, New Orleans loses, and Atlanta or Carolina tie, they also get a playoff berth. A lot of ways for them to make it this week. Yeah, every, every scenario you mentioned, none of them had to do with the Washington football team. Is and they're that six and six to the six seed. So like, which is just kind of funny because you mentioned the seventh seed and every team out of the playoffs, like they have to lose, etc. But the six seed, it doesn't matter what they do, and they have the same record as the 49ers, which is kind of weird. If you want to attack it, anyone listening, this is from Adam Schefter's Twitter. You can go get him. I think Adam Schefter probably did his research. He probably knows what he's probably. talking about. <laughs> So we got, uh, we got that one, we're gonna, Arizona Cardinals. Who else? Arizona, win and you're in. I think that's the easiest solution. Our next team that we have is the Green Bay Packers, currently sitting at 9-3, what? playing the Chicago Bears at Lambeau Field. Green Bay can be, we can clinch the division title, and we can clinch a playoff berth in a few different ways. I'm going to start with clinching the NFC North. If Green Bay wins or Minnesota loses or ties, Green Bay wins the North. You that's mean, it. wait. Detroit's not in this equation? No. <laughs> they Detroit was in the equation last week. The magic number was three, and we needed Minnesota to lose to Detroit last week, and they did. So Detroit won last week. Yeah. And now what needs to happen this week is Minnesota just has to lose or tie. 
<laughs> and if Green Bay ties with Chicago, which I do not foresee happening, Minnesota just needs to lose. Okay. And we clinch the division. Now to clinch the playoffs, a playoff berth, which we would also do with a, di- a division clinch, would be guaranteed a one through four seed. Right. Uh, Green Bay has to win. New Orleans has to lose or tie. And San Francisco has to lose. And Green Bay clinches a playoff berth. And if Green Bay wins, New Orleans loses or ties, the Rams lose, and the San Francisco 49ers tie, we also clinch a playoff berth. This is where it starts getting uh, so crazy that you're like, confusing. okay, okay. But I think we can safely say that the Packers are probably going to make the playoffs. Yes. And then our third team we're going to look at is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are playing the Buffalo Bills, who are currently 7-5. and five. Now, Tampa Bay can take a similar route Green Bay has, and they can clinch the NFC South if they win, and Carolina and the Saints either lose or tie. Okay. And then they have, they have the NFC South. They're guaranteed a one through four seed in the playoffs. They can also clinch a playoff berth if Tampa Bay ties, Carolina loses, the Saints lose, the Vikings lose, the 49ers lose or tie, and the <laughs> Washington football team loses or ties. So that's a that's a bit more out there, but that yeah. is also a possible solution. Yeah. In a minute, we should just read through everything that has to happen for the Lions to secure yeah, the we No, no, we should not. <laughs> it, it's so many. It's like... Every single game. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, there's some people there who look like they could be making their way into the playoffs, and that's exciting. Uh, Those will only increase as we go through these weeks. We'll get those scenarios that will start happening with a lot more teams. But this is like the the first week where we're really getting uh, this week it could happen, and uh, we're going to keep seeing that as we progress. (laughs) I win in your face. Yeah. How do you like them apples? All right, guys, let's talk about what happened with uh, our home teams this this week. Uh, What are some hometown highlights, starting with the Packers this week? Brandon, what happened with the Packers besides the fact that they can uh, clinch in this coming week? What did you see this last week? This last week is probably the least stressed I've been watching a football game all season because (laughs) the Packers were on their bye week. Uh, So I didn't have to worry about anything. The way anything went, I knew the Packers were in a good position. They could still move forward with their lives. You did say that they uh, could are, they could win if the Arizona Cardinals lost this week. That, that would be a win for them, but that didn't happen, did it? Nope, but the Vikings did lose, and that is also a win for Green Bay. Yes, it is. And the Lions got a win. Yeah. Uh, I'll, give, I, I'll, give, I'll give the Lions props. <laughs> they're, they're a bad team. They're not a threat. I give them props. That's what you but think. We do Just have wait. Few... Yeah, that's what you think. Just wait till the seventh seed comes along in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the seven and the second seed play at Lambeau, Green Bay and Lions. Here's here's what yeah. I will say. If the Lions did all that stuff that was necessary and all the other teams helped them out, is enough for them to get into the playoffs. Uh, it truly would be that story of Dan Campbell climbing up and biting people's kneecaps on the way up, because that's what it would look like. It would really look like that grind and uh, his, he would be so prophetic, but we'll wait. We'll wait till week 17 to talk about that. Yeah. Or week 18. <laughs> right. Wait, next week when they get eliminated. <laughs> or next week when they get eliminated. <laughs> yeah. Place your money now. Place your money now. Donate it to the, Donate it to the podcast and watch it be donated. <laughs> and watch it All be right. donated. <laughs> so 
<laughs> so the the Green Bay Packers in practice today, like right now as we're going on, got Jair Alexander back. Yeah. This was just announced while we've been recording this podcast, Woo! which is huge for Green Bay. Yeah. You know, having Jair Alexander out there on the field, he's one of the best corners in the league. It was tough to watch him be gone for so long. I'm glad some of these other guys got the experience they needed. And we kind of know how things are going to work out of that Green Bay secondary to really tighten it up for the playoffs. Jair Alexander was injured in week four. So we've been without him for most of the season. And he's kind of been back working out, catching balls. But now he's returned to full padded practice today. I'm very excited. He's not guaranteed to start this week. There's like a 21-day window that he has to start. Otherwise, he gets put on IR. Mm -hmm. But I'm confident sometime in those 21 days, these next three weeks, that we're going to see Jair Alexander on a football field doing great things. Not what you would have hoped having him injured from the fourth week, but probably worked out the best for your team because you got other people experience, you won during those weeks, and then you get him back in time to get in shape for playoffs good all around there's a few key key Packers players and I think if they come back around this time Green Bay looks even scarier come playoff time because they're they're players that actually have a significant impact across the league and Jai Alexander is one of them another one that I thought the moment he had back surgery was his last snap as a Green Bay Packer like he would he would never be coming back but he's actually done quite well and uh, Zadarius Smith is possible to return to practice this week, mm-hmm. uh, which is really big for Green Bay. I know a lot of people kind of sleep on Zadarius, uh, but if you want to, if you want to look at it in a, a different perspective, his stats, except for turnovers, his stats are above Khalil Mack since he's been in Green Bay, and his double team rate has been higher than Khalil Mack. So he's been more efficient than Khalil Mack and everyone raves about Khalil Mack in the NFC North. I'll just, I'll throw that out there. Uh, Another one, someone that I've really missed this whole season, and I'm sure Aaron Rodgers has missed. I know Aaron Rodgers has missed this whole Mm -hmm. season is David Bakhtiari, our all pro left tackle. uh, Who's also just done amazing work And green Bay has never really figured out that left tackle position without him this season. uh, Other than just speeding up the offense. That's been their solution. Just speed it up. Let's go. And, David Bakhtiari returning to practice possibly this week is also huge. Uh, Get him good to go for the playoffs. And he was injured last season just before the playoffs started. He tore his ACL in practice, uh, which you never want to see a star player or any player go down in practice. Uh, But I'm glad that he's now gone through the whole procedure. He's healthy and he can possibly return to practice this week looking forward to Sunday night football as I've alluded to earlier the Green Bay Packers will be hosting the Chicago Bears who was also just announced are starting Justin Fields he has been cleared and good to go this week so bring him to bring him to Wisconsin let's go a lot of exciting stuff happening there for the Colts this week some uh excitement I guess you could say the Colts uh blanked the Texans 31 to 0 and uh, that's good. We needed to do that. Now, what's not exciting is the Texans are the one team that's already been eliminated this week by the Colts. So it's not like it was stiff competition, uh, but it was nice for our defense to get out there. Uh, first time we've had a road shutout in 29 years. We've shut teams out. I think 2018 was the last time we shut a team out. I think it was Dallas. But on the road, last time was 29 years ago. So that was good for our defense. 
The, the exciting part was, I think five seconds in, we had a turnover. Very first throw by um, Tyrod Taylor, intercepted by Kenny Moore, and then we took that back for points, and uh, it never stopped after that. Uh, we do know that after this week, I think the Eagles officially have a number one pick from the Colts because I think Carson Wentz played the number of snaps needed to give them that number one pick. So uh, we're going all in. We're not trying to hold him back at all. Uh, we're going with Wentz. And Wentz, by the way, had 107.8 uh, passer rating. He's had seven games uh, with 100-plus. That's tied for second in the NFL. So let's not think that this Wentz deal was a bad trade. He's been playing well this year. And he started off, if you remember, having no practice at the beginning of the year and having two sprained ankles after that first game. And he's still done this. So I'm happy with the Wentz trade. Uh, when it first happened, I was not. Me and my uh, my brother-in-law, who is a Chicago fan, we were rooting for each other's team to get Carson Wentz in that whole trade sweepstake. And we got him, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I like that. But it has turned out better than I thought it would. So Wentz uh, doing well. But uh, again, this week, when you look at the numbers, uh, Jonathan Taylor was all over, all over in there. He, uh, he eclipsed 100 points um, this week. Uh, he's had 10 consecutive games with a touchdown, joining Lenny Moore of the Colts uh, as franchise leader in doing that. Uh, first to have 10 before his 23rd birthday in the entire NFL. First player ever to have 10 touchdowns in straight games before his 23rd birthday. Uh, tied Barry Sanders for third most, most career scrimmage touchdowns uh, by a player before turning 23. So a lot of this like before 23, like his age, he's probably going to pass Clinton Portis in this next game. And Edron James is the leader in that, which was also a Colt who had 35 before turning 23. So uh, he's in good, good company. And every stat you look at, Jonathan Taylor is uh, looking like if this continues, if what he's doing this year, uh, last year and this year continues, he's, he's looking at Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. So uh, excited for uh, Jonathan Taylor, and he gets a well-rested week off as the Colts get this last bye week, which comes at a good time for them to get healthy and get ready because they have to beat New England when they come back, and uh, they have to continue winning with the hope that maybe they get some help with Tennessee losing a few. Maybe we could even take the AFC South. I don't know. I'm just happy if we can get into a playoff seeding of five, six, or seven myself. So we'll see what happens from there. How about the Washington football team? What were the highlights this week for them, Josh? So we played um, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, going into the game, I know we were on a three-game win streak. I didn't feel so confident in it. I mean, we played Tampa Bay and then Carolina and Seattle. So we had a two-game stretch of easy wins, but Matt Matt was right. The football team was going to win. I was kind of, you know, in the middle of it, but they won. I'm glad. Um, Antonio Gibson, I think he reached like 90 yards rushing. Played pretty well, through the clock when needed. Um, defense um, started the season off low, but their, their stat, I guess their average is the beat game, keeps improving, increases productivity, getting a lot of you know sacks, a lot of pressures on Derek Carr this week. And our new kicker, Brian Johnson, um, has a good, had a good welcoming party. He, has a kick, he kicked the game winner. It almost missed. It was pretty close. It was slanting left, and I thought it was going to miss, but it barely made it in, and I was happy for it. But during that game, Logan Thomas got injured on what seemed which is seemed what what seemed was a uh, cheap shot. But as Ron Vera said, it was a um, an avoidable hit. But he seemed that he tore his ACL. But that's not the news. He didn't tear his ACL, which would have had him injured into next season, which is good that didn't happen. But we're still waiting for the results on that. These games, these last four games we've had, except Tampa Bay, 
are getting way too close for a win. I, I'd like them by a bigger margin to feel more confident in the team with what they're doing. Um, the last two games, they've won 17 and 15, and the only scores of a game that's 17 and 15, there's only been 14 games scored since 1971 at a 17 and 15. And we've scored both of those, like two of those back-to-back weeks, which is it's just crazy to see mm-hmm. how close the game is and how weird that score can be. Montez Sweat um, had a fractured jaw. I can't remember what game. I think it was the Denver game before the bye, but he had a fractured jaw. He was expected to return, and then he tested po- po- tested positive for COVID, so he's out this weekend. Should be back the week after. Yeah. Which sucks because we really needed him this week. We don't have as good as pressure as we expected with without Chase Young and Montez Sweat on each side, but... It's been serviceable, I guess you'd say. But with Montez Sweat, it would have been way better and more, way more confident on the defensive line. Washington doing what it needs to do. It needs to do a few more weeks and have uh, the Cowboys fall off a little bit, see if they can get in that division lead. Of course, Philly's fighting right along with you. So uh, I did see somewhere that someone predicted that it's possible we could see three NFC East teams in the playoffs if things fall right. And, you know, it's so so weird because we used to call them the NFC least that perception kind of hangs on in your mind, but you know they're doing what they need to do right now. So we'll see how that turns out. Let's go ahead and talk about our fantasy uh, stuff. Well, let's talk about kind of where our predictions were. I know that this last week was bad for me personally. It put me down at a new low. I tied with someone who has been pretty bad at these predictions. Uh, but Brandon, why don't you tell us about all that? I don't know if I would say pretty bad. I think just living up to what happened last season is more accurate. <laughs> but... Let's go ahead and go through our weekly results. We have a lone Matthew Thomas sitting at three and three on the week. And that is the lowest score of the week. Yeah, we almost need something to put on the soundboard there. Yeah. We have a plethora of people that went four and two. That's Abigail, Josh, myself, and both Jacobs. And the NFL is the sole winner this week at five and one. Will we ever beat the NFL? It doesn't look like it. Time will tell. You better start trying to call it Roger Goodell because he looks like he's going to win the uh, ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we have some overall rankings. We have some changes from where they have been previously this season. Uh, We have 43 and 29 with Jacob Nelson. Matthew and myself are sitting at 44 and 28. Uh, I'm down with you, Brandon. Me and you are just barely not in the bottom. Don't act like this is a bad thing. You get a... (laughs) You gotta have my presence. That is that's how we're gonna Gift approach this. <laughs> enough. <laughs> yes. We have Josh sitting at forty six and twenty six, Abigail at forty seven and twenty five, and the NFL at forty eight and twenty four. In the lead. I thought it was gonna be easier. I really did. It really is luck. I think the the predictions this week are very similar. But let's see. There is I think there's one one place it could change. There is one place it can change. Uh we we all decided the exact same thing except for one matchup, and I'll stop there for that matchup, and we can discuss it there. Two matchups. Two matchups is what we got. Okay. So our first matchup we have is the Sauce and Clear Eyes Full Hearts, the Battle of the Brandons this week. The NFL favorite is the Sauce. We all agree with the Sauce. Mm-hmm. Our next matchup we have is 24 Blast and Canto Sparks. The NFL favorite is Canto Sparks, and we all agree with that, Canto mm-hmm. Sparks. Sir Topham Hat versus not basketball. The NFL favorite is not basketball. And we all agree, not basketball. Now where we start to get a bit different, and I say we as a group. Mop LaFleur versus the Reich stuff. The NFL favorite is the Reich stuff. Josh and Matthew both think the Reich stuff. But I think this is Mop LaFleur's week to prove that she can take down someone 
bigger than her. We will see. Going for the kneecaps. Going for the kneecaps. I think the truth of it Our is Brandon week. just doesn't want to get in trouble with his wife because he's coming to see me this week and leaving her in Texas. So he has to do this as a consolation, voting for her. Yes, I, I do support my wife, Matthew. Thank you for pointing that <laughs> out. <laughs> Our next matchup we have is Stars and Steel and a tailor-made dead team that is now riding on the back of Murray Licious and Kyler Murray. The NFL favorite is Stars and Steel. Josh and Matthew both think Murray Licious is going to pull out a victory. I it's think supp- it's supposed to be Stars miraculous. And Steel. <laughs> miraculous. Not Murray Licious. Oh. <laughs> uh, I mean, Murray Licious, miraculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's only for one week, though, until Taylor, until Jonathan Taylor comes off his bye week. We hear that now. See, don't let Jonathan until Taylor hear this, or he'll never come to your Thanksgiving yeah. dinner. Nope, never. <laughs> he just, he knew what was going to happen. He knew. Miraculous is uh, the Josh and Matthew vote, and I'm going to go Stars and Steel, and I know this was really close for Matthew. Hmm. Uh it took him a long time. If you know Matthew, you know he's a thinker. What put me over is that uh, Swift is questionable, and I don't know how much he's going to contribute, even if he gets back. And so being as close as it is, that's what pushed me toward Muriaculous. And our final matchup of the week, we have Rothgar versus Catwalk CMC, or you ain't got no legs, CMC. The NFL favorite <laughs> is Rothgar. We all agree with that. And those are our predictions for this week. We'll see how those next week to hear the results. We'll see how those turn out. We'll see if uh, Matthew and Brandon can move up in the ranks. Matthew again and Brandon finally. Uh, But we'll see. Maybe we can knock off the NFL out of the top spot. I think that's up to Abigail to do. So go, Abigail, on your picks. Uh, We are going to go, though, to our three games of the week. The marquee game that we just think is great and you must watch it. The manure game that, at all costs, you can watch other things. Don't tune in on this one. And then the my oh my that might be a surprise. Let's start with Brandon this week. Brandon, why don't you go through your three games? I have my marquee game with Ravens and Browns. Uh, That division is still anyone's game. No one's guaranteed to win that division yet. I think this, this game's going to have some, some factors in that. Uh, My manure game, I have giants at chargers. I think the chargers are going to dominate the giants starting Jake Fromm at quarterback. (laughs) And my my mile by, I have 49ers at Bengals. some more playoff implication games uh, for the, the winner. All right. Josh, what about you? Um, my marquee game is LA Rams at Arizona Cardinals, a division game on Monday Night Football. Um, the Rams played the Jaguars last week or a couple days ago, right? Like, let's just say they played the Jaguars. Um, they're not a good team to play. They have their troubles coaching players, whatever. So it was an easy win. I mean, it was a big win, but it was easy. So I'm hoping and I'm wanting to see a closer game between, of course, division rivals and division uh, leader implications, not really implications, but Getting closer to that implication, per se. Manure game is Seattle at Houston. I mean, Houston, they're not good. They just got eliminated from the playoffs. They don't have anything to play for except the number one pick. Seattle, somehow, still in the playoffs. Um, Russell Wilson just came off an injury. Seems to be declining. Um, but I expect Seattle to win, but I just want to see how low the score is going to be, honestly. My my, my game is a homer pick. I got Dallas at Washington football team. Um, I'm, of course, I don't want Washington to win, but... The defense, Washington's defense, like I said, it's continues to be improving. Dallas's defense is, Dallas's offense is always, it's either good or it's declining. So it's like right in the middle, of, it's up and down. So I'm hoping this is like a down week for them where their defense, where the defense of Washington 
dominates the offense and then Taylor Heineke continues to work, work with his, you know, what he's got and do business and win the game. Yeah, I'm going to start uh, right there. I almost picked Dallas-Washington for my marquee game, if you can believe that. And that mostly is because I'm interested in what's going to happen at NFC East. But I didn't pick them. Uh, but I thought I'd give them some honorable mention there. I actually picked the Bills and the Bucks. And you may say, well, that that's not really a marquee game. I think the big thing for me here is I need to see... What's going on with the Bills? I am rooting for the Bucks because, again, I'm rooting for those teams in the, the wild card spots to be pushed down below the Colts. I'm hoping the Colts will get in there. And so uh, this week, I want to see Tampa Bay win. And then, you know, after that, whatever. It'll be a big thing for me if the Bills can lose. Uh, for my manure game, I did also pick the Seahawks at the Texans. Uh, yeah, Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. This is not their year. And there's all the talk that Russell Wilson won't even be there next year. Could could be very well true. Um, this year has been a bust. And for the Texans, we, we know they're eliminated already. I don't think Seattle's far behind them, to tell the truth. They will probably win this game, Seattle, but I don't think it's going to extend their life too far. Uh, and then for my, my oh my, I have the Jags versus Tennessee. And you're like, what? That's your my oh my. Uh, and for me, this is a very personal my oh my game, but the Jags can play tough and the Titans have looked very vulnerable without Henry once people have figured them out. And I would love to see Tennessee lose because again, every loss by Tennessee is a step toward the AFC South crown going to Indy. So uh, for my my oh my, I'm going to go with the Jags and the Tennessee Titans as horrible as the Jags team looks right now. I'm going to be interested in watching that one. So uh, those are those are some of the games we have for this week. And uh, we hope that they live up to the hype and the expectation for you as well as us. Come join us next week and we'll review all these games, fantasy, and a whole lot more. <laughs>